0: A spell on you. Cause your Welcome to Hex Rated, where we four witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language do. and outrageous feminism. Plus little witcheship. No, I
1: can't stand it You're
0: running around.
1: You' know baby. say that again how does how does your mom do her laundry? So apparently she is afraid of everything now that she is in her 80s. so she washes the clothes and I mean she's like washing like what eight things I mean it's not a lot of stuff but she washes it on the pre-wash cycle only because she is convinced and that that's the only one that works. She told what she told me was that last time she ran any other cycle other than the pre-wash cycle, that it wasn't draining. It was like uh, there's a the hose there's dra- it's working. So I I did laundry at her house like a year ago, and all the other cycles worked just fine. She's mm-hmm. fucking nuts. So so then she told me about the dryer. She said you have to you leave it on low and you just turn it on for like 60 minutes. I was like low is not going to dry all these eight pairs of my husband's jeans and she was like well when you put it on high it gets really hot like,
2: like does she think it's gonna catch on fire i think she
1: might i think she might she also told me as i was driving home the other day uh i said hey are we gonna go to lunch and can i throw some laundry in before we go to lunch and she said oh i don't run anything when i'm not home i was like what? <laughs> to
2: be fair, my husband doesn't
1: the, either. Look, he's I... am so
2: sure that it's gonna catch on fire if we leave the house. Like, like the dishwasher.
1: And I'm like, that dishwasher is not gonna catch on it's fire. It's made of water. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's convinced.
2: He's just paranoid. I up get heroid. it.
1: Okay, well, then my mother can join the ranks of your husband because it is the same scenario. Like, she'll... She unplugs the toaster every time she uses it. She doesn't unplug, like, TVs and shit, so I don't, I don't know what's up with that. But, like, her rules are very weird and specific. And... She was real weird about how much soap I used in the washer. I was like, "God damn, I'm never bringing my laundry here again." <laughs> so, and you know, to and then my clothes didn't get dry after all. So here I am at Scarlett's drying my clothes in your dryer that fucking works because it gets fucking hot. It sure does. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: i don't a hex rated? Oh, it all it gets real hot. <laughs> oh, hard.
1: I don't. Hey, how hot does it get? It's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> This is X rated, where we talk about uh, doing laundry at other people's houses because you sold everything you fucking owned to move to California, and witchcraft. Oh, uh, oh, shit! I have an important question to ask you. Oh, ask I did not away. realize that it was your last day at your job. Oh, uh, tell us. Yeah. About oh, that. well, let me first. Let's do intros for people that are just like, "Hey, I'm going to start this witchcraft podcast. Let's see how it is." It's just really it's laundry. Three chicks talking about laundry. Um. I am Blackbird. I am Jay. I am Scarlett. And yes, yesterday uh, was my official last day of working for the company that I've worked for for the last 11 years. It was funny because one of our friends texted me and said, are you just going to reminisce about all the misogyny you've experienced? I was <laughs> like, well, I could. That would take too long. But... Um, it felt really, so it felt really weird. I thought it would feel uh, really joyous and free and elated and all those feelings that you get when you're, like, casting off the shackles of, you know, male corporate white oppression. But um, <laughs> but it didn't feel like that at all. It felt really weird and it felt, um, it, to be honest, it felt kind of bad. Like, not bad like I shouldn't be leaving, but Bad in that it's a lot to let go of. When you have worked somewhere for that long, you've said, fuck, fuck this place a thousand times in your mind, but it's like, this is, you're really fucking this place. Like you are walking out the door this time and not coming back. I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, you don't plan on coming back. So it just felt, um, like everybody I had, I was friends with had already left for the day. I didn't leave till about three or three thirty. Everybody had already gone because it was Friday and who the fuck works on Friday. So by the time it was time for me to leave, I still felt like, oh, I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. I had already taken most of my stuff home already, so I only had like four or five things to put in the car, but it was just like, felt like hollow and kind of weird. So yeah, it was not the feeling I was expecting. I feel much better today, but yesterday I just felt, I came home and was like kind of despondent.
2: Well, it sounds like weird closure with it, too.
1: Yeah, I guess. It felt like, but it didn't feel like closure. Because it's
2: not like you're like, fuck this place, I'm out. But you're you're just leaving to go to your next chapter of your life.
0: Is there a PA in your office? Like a
1: public announcement system? It was like, I am the PA. (laughs) But yes, there's also a PA. You should have just blasted like a boss. Yeah.
0: But Lonely Island and just. Then drop the mic. Just. (laughs) Yeah, flipped everybody off.
1: There could have been a lot of things I could have done, but literally no one that the the people that I work with that that I had like legit problems with like don't work in my office anyway. They work in other locations, not there. So, like I'm really like just it's sim it's some symbolic basically, which could be cathartic too. I think uh, I think I'll feel better when i wake up monday morning not at 5:45, and not driving for an hour in traffic I'll, I'll feel like it's oh yeah it's fucking done so
0: do you want me to go and just yes. be like fuck Ugh. you guys that'd be, great. That'd be yeah. great i'll go flip a desk like with yeah papers we'll just on it flip and just all like- our desks that would be rad just throw papers we'll just, everywhere we'll just yank bagels out of people's mouths this has oh, been a
2: fantasy of mine so for a good. long time mm-hmm.
1: i really but i did like kind of phone it in for the last couple of weeks like i did a real peter from office space of <laughs> was just like yeah i'm gonna carve this fish right here at my desk no i didn't do that but i didn't you know i didn't really work real hard i had stopped being like factoring in into other people's opinions about two or three weeks ago so that was kind of nice the pressure was was kind of off but yeah that's okay new chapter i have a new job awaiting me so i'm super excited
0: Yay. in san
1: Diego. san Diego, a whale's vagina
0: i have a another state uh question for you whoa So many. Your husband is from New Jersey for part of his life. Yes. Um, Apparently, the new governor of New Jersey was referring to Central Jersey. And I lived in New York for four years. There is no Central Jersey. There is North and South. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Does he have an opinion on this Central Jersey?
1: I'll ask him. I do not have any hot takes on this because I don't fucking know New Jersey. I've been there exactly twice so i'll ask him but also i have another state question for you give it to me did you know this is kind of current news maybe hopefully by the time we get this up but uh they're trying on the ballot this year in california there is an initiative to split it into three states it's not gonna win but still like i was i am concerned because i will be a california resident i have no idea what any of the pros or cons of that it sounds like a terrible idea But I I am now interested in researching this situation because, I mean, honestly, if it lowers taxes, it might be a good thing. I don't know.
0: I think I read some conspiracies that it's a way to, like, politically divide the unity of the Democratic base. Yeah, that makes sense. Doing so would give each piece of California two senators. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Because Texas also has this right to break into five, up to five states. Right. And um, we could do it at any time. I don't think we ever will. Um, Why would you, when you have the perfect shaped state, it just, makes good waffles. Everything is tastier when it's shaped like Texas. Ugh. It's a fact. Texas we have waffles. nachos
2: shaped like uh, Cornbread? Texas. Cornbread.
0: Yes. Cornbread shaped, but waffles. waffles hey, it's great. a fucking fact that waffles sure. shaped like... I have bought a waffle maker to shaped? make Texas shaped waffles in my own home Shut at my convenience. Up. What? It's the best. I just have a regular
1: waffle maker. You can buy the Texas waffle maker. Listen, bitch. God damn it. I wanted
0: one of these so bad that I was talking about it forever. Shit. My in laws bought me one. What they didn't know is I already had one en route.
1: Oh, no. Because I couldn't wait. So. Are you saying you
0: have two? I do have two. Are you shitting me? Are you. Would you be making Texas shaped waffles in California to troll Californians on my behalf, on behalf of all of Texans everywhere? You can have it.
1: I accept.
0: (laughs) I was going to keep it so I could double fist waffles. Oh, uh, yeah. But no. I have a waffle sandwich. Yeah, oh shit. Oh, God. No, You already made, okay. the you okay. made the offer. It's okay.
1: I won't rescind it. It's okay. I don't know. We can work this out later. But I think this is really good good uh, information to know. that Just to know that you have two in your house mm-hmm. where we sit right now. I don't now. fuck around. No. This is
0: not Texans roll. Oh, can yeah. I also talk about... I almost got in a fight with some people at Con of Thrones... Um, Two vendors, I don't even know what they were selling. That's how unremarkable it was. I'm just breezing by, and I overhear this lady go, I hate Tex Mex. Oh. So I'm just like, back straight up, and I go, <laughs> I point at her, and I just go, get out, get the fuck out. And yeah. she was like, huh? What? I'm like, I mean it, get out of here. And she was like, excuse me. I was like, uh uh, Tex Mex, you're in Texas now, lady. Get out of here. Don't say those words. She was like, huh, and I'm like, ha, 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 I'm just kidding. No, I'm right. kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm <laughs> not kidding. Get out. Get the fuck out. I
1: can honestly say. And she was like, Well, yeah. I came
0: from California, and I was like, Get out.
1: <laughs> I do like the Mexican food I have had in California. It is not Tex-Mex. That is a fact. Uh, so it will take some time to acclimate myself, but I'm I'm keeping a very open mind. But I would tell a person that says they don't like Tex-Mex to so get the fuck out because it is delicious. Yeah. How do, you your life with, uh, how do you live your life with... How do you live your life with How do you live
0: your life with not every single component of a dish being fried at some point
1: and then assembled? Oh, I mean, it's fucking delicious. I want to blow your mind with this hot thing that m- my mom got today at Papa Do's. And mm, if you are Papa not is. from Texas, there is a chain of restaurants owned It is, by, it is a restaurant conglomerate yes, empire absolutely. in yes. Texas. It is owned by the Pappas family. And they... Is it Pappas?
0: Uh, said Well, it's a, it's a Greek name.
1: Right. Anyway, there are all kinds of restaurants, including Tex-Mex, but we were at the Cajun restaurant, which is kind of fancy. It's like seafood, kind of. I mean, it's not fancy, but it's just, you know, more than it's, it's like it would be two to three dollar signs on a chart.
0: But they don't fuck around with the portions. They so. don't fuck
1: around with the portions. They're huge. But they have an appetizer that is crab, lobster, and shrimp inside a phyllo roll and they're calling it like a an egg roll basically what this is new but it's phyllo dough and they're like as long as a like a what is how how long is this it's about they're about eight inches long so they're big it's not they're not fucking around eight inches long you know like normal uh spring roll size mm-hmm. but you get like three of them What? dude they're fucking good Everything at that place is good. It's good. Get you there and get you some. Okay. Yeah. Just telling you.
0: Papados is the reason that I had a pescatarian identity crisis. (laughs) I'm mostly vegetarian, but I eat seafood sometimes because I don't really feel like you can be cruel to oysters who are actually good for the environment. Farming oysters is good because they filter the water. There you go. Um, But I had to decide if I thought that alligators counted as seafood. Ooh. Because they their fried alligator is to die for. They can get on the land. But then I saw an episode of Dirty Jobs, and they were real mean to the
1: alligators.
0: So uh, I, don't, I don't eat
1: alligator anymore. Do you not? No. Because alligators seem kind of mean.
0: They are. But I like to tell people I just don't eat cute animals. Yeah. And then they get real
1: offended. Right.
0: And I was like, you eat all the animals. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Also, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> anyway. anyway. That was good, though. I wanted to let you know about that appetizer that you would probably be a fan of
0: well i feel like this whole
1: also their bread pudding is the best
0: it is not the best fishmongers is the best okay
1: well shit i'm not gonna get to go there you'll have to take me you a have christmas.
0: To, do you want to go to a fishmongers before you leave
1: i mean i can't there's, yes, no, can. more there's mm-hmm. no more time there's no more time no more time just take me at christmas okay okay anyway
0: i feel like this whole protracted intro has been a series of very hot takes
1: that's a lot of hot takes and very little witchcraft but i mean i feel
0: like that the, the The episode proper is also going to be one giant hot take.
1: That's fine. Is everybody down with that? Because I was thinking, and we were discussing this when you were out of the room. Just
0: spitballing.
1: Yeah, we could just do like a a weird Q&A. Like, Mm -hmm. ask each other magical questions or not magical questions. Like, you know, do you hate people that don't like Tex-Mex? I sure do. Answer yes or no. Um, That could be a
0: whole episode of how I hate people (sighs) that hate non-tex that are that are non-texans that don't like texan things or any any, yeah, it's any a, variation
1: th- of uh like i'm kind of okay with well because i mean there i could you know i i live here not for much longer but like it's okay for me to say yeah our education is terrible and that is a fucking shame like i i don't know that i want i mean i don't know i think it seems to be, on especially political forums, Texas just gets fucking railed. And, you know, rightly so, lots of times. We are way behind in a lot of things.
0: Yeah, but, but how, how, many years, dis- how many years was your state its own country? Oh, that's yeah. right. Fucking zero. Well,
1: but I don't think that's a good
0: thing. Shut up.
1: <laughs> we did it for slavery. No, we... Well, but we were... <laughs> our own, no, no,
0: no. No, that's wrong. Okay. We were, our, we were independent from... Uh, 1836 to 1846 That's before Yes Okay It fucking was All right Yes Okay Now we seceded with the Confederacy That we did (laughs) Which was not cool No
1: But yes we were our own state Texas is not perfect
0: That's
2: true It's not perfect But it
0: is still an awesome state It is We've got the best shape
1: We're the best shape And The best shape And excellent food I mean really In lots of categories Really good food Mm -hmm. Yeah So go
0: Yeah yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that other states have six flags. Like, the oh, amusement yeah. Park, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Ours is called Six Flags because there were six, six flags, flags that over flew Texas. over Texas, which was right. Spain, France, Mexico, Texas, the Confederacy, and the United States. Right, but I, think,
1: but I think they, uh, they, it was like, that was the company name. So It is. So, yeah, but they just went with that when they expanded.
0: Do you want to know a fun fact?
1: I think I I think I'm gonna I think know. I'm one. gonna
0: lay it on you. The guy that invented the park was gonna call it Texas under Six Flags. Oh, and his wife was like, Texas isn't under anything.
1: Nice. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good for her. I, I'm, that was that was exactly how she sounded when Six she said Six Flags it. over Texas, bitches. Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people. I mean, I don't know that people know that that's like the entire name of the of the park. Well, they do now. People just call it Six Flags. Yeah last time I went there I got real sick so
0: Last time I worked there, or last time I went there, I worked there for Halloween, eating what?
1: fire. Fun. No, it wasn't bad.
2: I stopped enjoying going after they took away the Batman uh, live show that they used to have. Because oh. I would go and I always dreamed of growing up and becoming the Catwoman in the show. Nice. Because she always did like backflips and like came down from a thing on her whip, and it was always awesome. And I was like, that's gonna be me someday. And uh, I realized that wasn't like the greatest like aspiration, but.
1: I mean, it's an aspiration. Don't sell it short. But yeah. I can't do uh, yes or no, smooth roller coasters. I can't do them. I can only do real shitty old wooden ones. Judge or Screamer. Or the Giant. Like, I can only do rickety ass things that you think are going to fall apart. Because <laughs> you might fly out of one. Like this I've
0: literally th- seen people well, having I'm- to get rescued or getting taken off in a stretcher every Believe time it. i've been to six flags ever
1: oh god yeah literally that's a every lot. time lot that's a lot i can't do those smooth coasters because it's just too smooth i mean i know it's not r&b but it feels like it, it feels like it just feels real nausea inducing it's all so smooth and you're up so high and it's going so fast and it's gross i'm good
2: with roller coasters i just don't do things that go in circles like like nonstop, which is weird because oh, then i yeah. did roller derby and i yeah. i might be fine with them now because i yeah. think it was just growing up i never did those because i would like the throw ones up. where the
1: floor drops out and shit. yeah yeah i never did those either I, so. I think i would throw up is this the the
0: magical hot takes portion of the <laughs> discussion <laughs> yes. back
1: to magic bitches. i mean you need to know our opinions on roller coasters and texas And now you know. I feel
0: like like my opinions on Texas are like real strong, really on
1: my sleeve all the time. They're yeah, they're pretty strong. Uh,
2: so Mike and Rituals.
1: Yeah, or we yeah we were gonna talk about. I mean, we may go off on a tangent. I mean, surprise, Uh, Uh, we have already. It has started on a tangent. Hot take: We're on a tangent. We're on a tangent right now. We were gonna talk about the. Things that each of us do, and and this can be separately or together, I guess. But I think I, what I want to know is what y'all do. I want to know what you do in private. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but like what we do to, uh, if you're having a ritual at home or if you're doing uh, something or if you're getting ready to do something magical, what are the elements you use? How do you prepare? Do you prepare at all? Do you just throw shit together? Tell us about it. That's what I want to know. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. I
0: nominate Jay. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, know if that was how we were
1: doing this, but it <laughs> is now. I may uh, ask questions. So mine's
0: totally ready.
2: like spontaneous. Like I'm 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 not good at planning things. I mean, are any of us. I I'd like to just kind of it's like At a whim Like usually I'm like A storm's a brewing I'm right. like I hear thunder And then I'm like I gotta do something Like right now And then like I'll be inspired To do like A binding Or a ritual Or something That I like I just thought of Right then and there Do you just and I'll grab just start... Some shit Off yes. of your altar
1: And like, go I'll d-
2: grab stuff Off my altar Sometimes I'll just Grab like One time I grabbed Like a needle And like thread And like markers And like construction paper And just like Did stuff while a storm Was going on Nice um, Just because that. What I like, I just kind of listen to that voice inside me that's like, this is what you need to do. That's awesome. And every time it's a little bit different. Sometimes it's a storm. Sometimes it's like a full moon or a solar eclipse or uh, just something rad like that that like gets me moving. Or sometimes it's just I've reached that point where i it just hits me and i'm like oh i know what i need to say to do about this now uh like when i did like a ritual um for being married for 10 years um where i wanted to do something to bless my house and bless my marriage and uh, like my husband brings it up every time he was like whatever you did do it again because like our house has gotten so much better and our garden has gotten go- so much better since then it's like gone uphill. oh a pill I, I think it also helped like inspire me to like do more and um, this like a ritual like that kind of pushed me in that direction but like all my rituals just kind of have to do with like taking action in the moment and just finding whatever is around me like i'm not very like i don't do the same thing every time or the same tools every time it's just whatever like it's called upon me where it might be like grab grab my wand or grab you know uh, my staff uh, my staying or this or that like it's whatever fits in the moment
1: I'm also, that's kind of how I roll too. I mean, they're like, I'll do things on a full moon, not every month, but uh, sometimes, especially one thing I really like to do, and this isn't so much a ritual, just a thing I do, is I like to set all my stuff, like as long as the weather's good, like my cards and my uh, crystals or stones or whatever, or my bell. I like to put it all outside so that it can be bathed in the full moonlight. I don't know if it's like recharging it or it always feels like more Mm cleansy after that. Uh, That's a thing I do. But um, I'm a lot like Jay in that, like especially if a storm's happening, I probably am going to do something or if uh, like I'm called to action because of a certain thing that's going on in uh, my life or a friend's life or whatever. And I feel like I need to, you know, do some work with it. There are usually a couple of things that I always grab, and uh, it's one thing's the bell. The other thing is, like, a special red candle that I hope to God doesn't melt on the way to California. I think I'm going to put it in the car. with. I'm just going to put it in my purse. Like, I need this one candle. It's real dumb. Um, can, can you put it in a bag and then put it in your purse? Yeah, I can, yeah. I, and I probably will. I mean, well, if
2: all this fails, you can always put it in like a little cooler. Yeah, well, I don't think
1: it needs to be in a cooler. It just can't go in the pod. Is the deal? Yeah, like I'm get fucking hot. pretty sure it'll get fucking hot. But like literally, I would have hot take. You can heat it up and
0: make, make it candle it, shape again. I could,
1: I could do that. That's a fact. I it's I would have like eight candles in my purse if I had my way because I have a lot of candles that I feel a certain way about. I know, special candle feelings. Um, But I usually have like, there's usually like some sort of stone that I'm also carrying with me. So it's usually like a bell, a candle, a stone, and um, any other, there might be some other items that I take with me like outside or to wherever I'm going to do the work, which this will be a trick because I'm in a lot smaller of a place where we're going. So hopefully, I don't know, hopefully there'll be a little corner i can carve out for myself but um but yeah i i kind of do stuff when the need arises or when the weather's feeling especially yeah uh crazy charged. to me yeah charged crazy. that's a good uh that's a good thing for it and also like i've noticed especially since i've been getting really up really early and walking in the mornings like that seems to be a time that i feel real not like actually energetic cause I just woke up, but like mag magically energetic, if that mm. makes sense. Like I feel uh, like heightened sensitivities to uh, what the sun is doing, what the, what the sunrise looks like, what, you know, what all the things around me look like. So, I mean, it, it may not be a ritual, but it's definitely a thing I'm doing every day. And that, um, Like I definitely feel uh, a force when I go to that walk because I don't listen to I don't listen to headphones I just I just walk, so that's been something that's been really interesting. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like it has to be formal. Like uh, you know, I I mean, some I respect it if you want like a formal like pre-written ritual. It's just that that doesn't always work for me with the way I am, the way I'm learning. I feel like it works best just to go with your instincts and your gut on it.
1: I think a lot of times it works really well for our group to have some sort of thing in writing or some sort of idea of a thing that we want to do. And then we may stick to that or we may just read the read whatever we wrote, but then go completely, you know, off in a different direction to do whatever we feel feels right. But as like when I work alone, it's usually I have written nothing.
2: Well, my problem is I'm too critical of my own writing, and like I'm with y'all's, I'm always like, "That's so amazing! Oh my god, it's so beautiful!" What you're you're such a great
1: writer. But when, yeah.
2: with my own, I tend to be like, "It's not good enough. It's not oh. this." So it works better for me rather than trying to write the perfect ritual beforehand. I find that I'm I'm less likely to do the ritual if I'm waiting for the perfect yeah. written thing. It's not gonna happen. So that's why I've gotten the habit of just like winging it, and then I might write something right there. But you, that's why I usually grab. Like special markers or anything like that And I'll just like whip it up and make a really pretty thing Right there as I'm doing it Because rather than me overthinking it And right. not doing the ritual I just am taking it and going with it And going with what I said Even if it's simple and in the moment That's what was meant to be said And yeah. it, it makes it happen Rather than me like waiting for Like the perfect you know setup and the perfect words to say And where I'm not going to be tearing myself apart Rather than just feeling it
1: so, uh. go we've talked a lot about that need for perfection but how we've all kind of given that a backseat.
0: yeah trying to so obviously i'm going last i was trying to think do i do a lot of rituals and i was thinking about because um, i don't um that's why i like getting together with a group because we've talked about this before but i tend to be very um cerebral where I'll read something or think about it real hard. And I kind of feel like I did it. Yeah. But there's, there's something very different about actually getting up and like lighting an incense or standing or doing a thing. So I like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, but in thinking about my answer, I realized like most of my practice is a lot of um, like journey work and trance work. And so that's stuff that I like set aside time to. And like, you know, there's like, beginning and middle end to the process of like getting in that state of mind, like usually lighting some incense. Um, I usually like to draw a bath because it's like nice and quiet. It's got that sort of like sensory tactile element to it. Um, and then afterwards I take notes and things and I usually go in with, um, either a, um, guide or deity or being that I want to speak with, or I have a question about something and, um, so that that is very ritualized but um day to day i tend to do a lot of things like you were talking about blackberry where walking or um just kind of more of like a meditative practice of like consciously like, savoring a moment right of like feeling the witchiness of like being outside and then you just suddenly see the moon break from the clouds or um you know you're out and you just like catch a whiff of like a beautiful scent of a flower or mm-hmm. something there's just these like small tiny moments where you just sort of savor something um and and give it a magical significance right um but i was also thinking about uh spell work so we've been kind of talking about like sort of ritual things um kind of more of a way to connect with either nature or the divine or set aside time as a for meditation but in terms of spell work of like actually doing witchy shit to, like, achieve some kind of goal. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I don't really do that a lot either. And I was like, that is a lie. That's yeah, a lie.
1: You totally do.
0: Because um, I'm always scribbling sigils. Like, yeah. if something's, like, really bugging me, and I do it for, like, very, like, week-to-week, short-term type stuff where I'll scribble a sigil or, like, I'll write it on my wrist to, like, mm-hmm. if I'm, like, real bajiggity about something and I know that, like, the thoughts that I keep repeating – like are gonna be counterproductive or there's nothing I can do about it or like my knee-jerk reaction to responding to a situation like if I'm really annoyed with somebody and like all I want to do is just like refresh 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 on on like social media on my phone Mm. and like respond to them and I'm like I know that that's not going to be productive that Mm. I just need to like let them come to me um like I made this uh sigil that was I did a tarot spread and combined uh, Temperance and the Empress, so it was Temperance. Mm. And first of all, I just love portmanteau words. Mm. But I drew the sigil and I drew it on my wrist so that I would keep looking at it through the day and just be like, "Chill out. You're the Empress. You got this under control. People come (laughs) to you. You just sit back on your throne and let it happen." Like Temperance, you know, keep that in balance. Like, and so it was just like a really simple, straightforward, like kind of cheesy reminder. Of like a very complex like like mental situation that kept like trying to spiral off yeah. the rails. So I do a lot of stuff like that or or even like dumb shit. like one time I made a servitor because I all my shit with my car was like going awry. and I was just like, I just need to to get like my brain and my hours I have available in the day and my money and everything
1: in order so that I can just like get the shit knocked out. Have we talked about servitors on the show before? Because I feel like that is something that would be handy for people to know about. And not necessarily... Because you can... Can you create them in different ways? Or do yeah. you...
0: Well, I, I have to look up the history of it. But I associate the creation of, like, sigils and servitors specifically with chaos magic. Right. And it goes back to Edmund, Os- Edmund Osmond Spare, who was... um like, a polymath, like, artist in uh, the early uh, 1900s. But um, he's credited with kind of, like, the system that most people use for sigils, even though he was not... He precedes the chaos magic movement. But... And I'm sure that there are other analogs, but basically the idea is you create a cool-looking, rad, esoteric sigil, like you might see in, like, a medieval grimoire or, like, in an ancient temple or some like language that has never been deciphered and it feels all woo woo and magical because it like looks rad yeah but the way it actually works is that you take something like you either like write out a phrase of like i need my car fixed right and like you you so then you start crossing out letters that repeat you start crossing out letters that are visually similar so like obviously if you have a like T- a p or an a b yeah exactly okay um And then you take what's left over and, like, mash them together into something that, like, looks right. Oh, cool. So the idea, like, the psychology behind it is a lot of your, like, problems and impulses come from your subconscious. So you have to speak the same language to reprogram that shit. So if something is from your subconscious that causes you to do these crazy neurotic things that you do, then to tell that part of your brain to stop fucking doing that. You can't do it with your conscious brain. It doesn't work. We've all fucking tried it. Right. So the idea is if you sigilize something and make it esoteric and non-literal and like non-word based and just completely symbolic, well, that's the language of the subconscious is symbols. So, and the idea is to like kind of just use that and it, it, you imbue it with meaning in your conscious mind, but you've created this thing that has a life of its own that
1: you can now use. To interface with your subconscious That's really fucking cool And I don't know that you've ever explained it like that before
0: There's a great book And the follow-up is not great But it's by um, the renowned uh, director uh, Jodorowsky Uh, Yeah And it's called Psycho Magic And it's it's not in the tradition of uh, He's not associated with chaos magic proper Right But it's very much in that idea Where he talks about this process Of he'll prescribe rituals to people But it's the same idea of um, he'll just come up with, like, like, have somebody do something weird and strange. Yeah. And it seems unrelated to what it, like, someone's like, oh, I need to get over, like, my father's death. Or, like, I have this, like, deep-seated psychological aversion to heights. or some, you know, like, And some, he's
1: like, go take three pieces of bread and lay them out side by side on a stone step yeah, in the moonlight. Or something then, fucking weird. And then weird. the first animal
0: that comes to snatch it, like, go home <laughs> and, like, um, you know, like... right so it's something totally nonsensical yeah it seems very nonsensical the way that many rituals might seem to somebody right and the whole idea is that you are basically this process of acting something out and keep in mind he's he's a very avant-garde surrealist director so this is completely expected from this guy but like the idea is that by by forcing yourself to to do something performative and to go act out something and also to do something that's a little bit ridiculous one, it takes your mind off of what you are consciously concerned about, and you do all these steps, which feels very satisfying. Like as we as humans like ticking things off of a, a list. Yeah. But the whole process of it is is putting. You're you're battling that concern in a symbolic, nonsensical way, which is how your subconscious, subconscious works. Is it, yeah. it is symbolic and nonsensical. Uh, Um, so it's, it's really brilliant. I mean, it's a very, uh, genius, uh,
1: philosophical concept.
0: We've kind of gone off the rails of what, I don't even remember what the original question was. I think I
1: was asking about servitors Servitors. and do you have a form? I mean, I know you have a formula, but can you make them in other, with other ways? Yes. Well, so
0: basically in chaos magic, a servitor is the idea of, um, your thoughts can kind of take off, take on a life of their own. So if you want to like create like a little magical helper, the way that like, you know, I, I'm sure some people conceive of like a familiar or right. like a house spirit or a fairy or a white, white or something as being a creature that exists outside of you. Like it if you weren't there, it would still think and act and feel the way it would operate. Without dep- you. Yeah. yeah. In contrast, a servitor is something that you created. And by whatever magical ritual or process or just thinking about it real hard by you doing that, it takes on a life of its own. And then it can operate semi-independently of you under your directions. So you do usually c- create them for a very specific purpose. Right. And so the, most in chaos magic, you usually do it by creating a sigil or like giving it a name or whatever. And then you like can send it out on the errand and they tend to be created so that they self-destruct when it's done but you can also like keep them around as like a thing or a helper or they can eventually just take on such a life of their own that they become um, like an egregore where the, or if a lot of people are using the same servitor it can also like bump up and it sort of becomes its own its own independent deity i mean some people think that that's how deities existed mm. how they exist anyway is that so many people we thinking about them so hard that they ended up taking up a life of their own.
1: Right. And so they know. leveled
0: up. Yeah. 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 Basically.
1: Wow. So, yeah. So you've created a lot of servitors to help and, and you've created some for me, I know. And some of our other friends. So, um, do you have any that you still use or are they all temporary for you? Like just to handle one task or.
0: And when that kept around, cause he was super helpful. So like when the, I was talking about the car situation, yeah, yeah. I made one and so i forget what the original phrase was which is fine because in chaos magic that the idea of forgetting about what the original intent was is actually good because then then your conscious mind and your subconscious mind aren't just like yapping at each other and like causing cross chatter you can just forget about it in your conscious mind and let your subconscious mind deal with it right um so anyway basically i wrote out some phrase but and i came up with some like nonsense name that was like what it reduced down to but I thought that it sounded like um, kind of like green wood jay. Oh, yeah. And so I started to do that where now I'll take the nonsense word and like turn it into like a character. Right. And like give it a name because to me that helps like kind of bump it up and give it. So I was like thinking about this green wood jay. So I was thinking of like a, like a blue jay, but he's green. Mm-hmm. and He's like this like he's sort of like Mr. Meeseeks from yeah. <laughs> Rick and Morty. He's like, can't you? So he's like <laughs> real excited to help you out with shit. And I was like, dude, I need my car fixed. Like, help me out. And, which is a really dumb thing to do, like, for a servitor, because it's like, pick up your cell phone, call the tire guy. (laughs) Like, but apparently that's real hard for me. I mean. I have, like, a really weird phobia of talking to people I don't know on the phone. So, so anyway, I was like, help me out, bro. So then that day, um, I ended up, uh, for some reason, I got a hair up my ass to, like, actually put on my spare tire which I did by myself real fast, and then um, rolled up to work. And out of nowhere, my dad, who I work with, was like, oh, one of our tenants at our storage place, he has like a tire shop. And I was just talking to him, like, do you need your tires changed? And I was like, I sure do.
1: How about that? He's
0: like, well, I got to roll up by there. So I'll just drop your your car off. Nice. And uh, and then he'll, um, he'll do it as trade for rent. Rad. So
1: fixed. Thanks, fixed yeah. fall
0: free and yeah. then while i'm out there the other thing was um i accidentally hip checked my side mirror oh yeah so it was just dangling off nice and he was like do you want us to like fix that and i was like yes I do sure. i would like that and so i got that fixed and so like in less than eight hours of me creating this thing Shit just Got all happen. my car shit fixed. There
1: was something else too. Yeah, there happened. was. A, there was another thing, and like now you I lost remember. your keys, or there was something like you lost a thing, or I don't know if that was it, but yeah. whatever. It helped you. He with was like, very helpful. He was very yeah. helpful. So now I'm like, does he still? Is it still helping?
0: Yeah, I haven't used him lately. I need. I probably need to because he we'll might just, just kind of disappear. drift into the ether.
1: I think about him too, though. So yes, he is free to all. I'm not. If you need
0: help with things getting fixed, nice. like like mechanical sort of. um like metal zauber like, elf kind of type work. Nice. That's what he Green will Wood help Jay you with does. it. So
1: ask Greenwood Jay. Nice. He will help you. Ah, free to use for everyone. Free for everyone. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Shit. What else can we talk about? What else cool magical thing? I don't do, see. I don't do the drawing of sigils and stuff. Although I think that's really cool. I know you and Lily both. Uh, do that and she does bind runes too which is super cool I know I
2: draw runes like I but, but I don't like I haven't really made anything for a specific purpose I just uh while I'm working and on the phone because I'm on the phone like almost all day long for work and um, I'll be typing most of the time but if there's a period where I'm not typing I'm always like doodling do runes and yeah. bind runes and um that's awesome with that so uh, there's some that i've kept where i like have all these work papers that i don't want to throw away because i'm like oh, that's actually really cool Why i want to doodle more
1: shit uh, new job doodle more my
2: I, lily had a great uh point the other day i've been so bad about not writing in my grimoire because it's yeah. so pretty yep. that uh she was like you know what what am
0: i doing i need to just do it in the grimoire yeah. and i was like that's a good point of yeah doing she was it. Like sketching a, out yeah. sigils to put in it and she was like these sketch pages should be in the yep. book. yeah yes.
2: and that was a great point where it was like I keep treating it like this precious and it is precious, but you should put those things in. like it'd be cool to treat it more like a sketchbook. Thing. I have
1: I think I've done maybe like I got the same Lily and I both got a, like a custom book made by this guy that does book binding all by hand like does um, the leather tooling and the gold embossing. It's not embossing; it's tooling, I guess. But either way, they're beautiful, and uh, we both got a book. And anyway, I I think I've written maybe three pages in mine. Which, granted, I've been busy, but I've also had kind of the whole uh, I don't know what to write. But I feel like also, uh, Scarlett had a great point. She's like, yeah, and so if you scratch something out and put something else, that's all part of it. That's that's that makes it more you know even more magical to see. Your thought process, you know, in that book, it doesn't have to be this beautiful, picture perfect thing. I mean, it's the it's your work. That's what makes it magical.
0: Yeah. Well, and because she's thinking of passing this book down to her daughters, and I was like, dude, if I were reading Ugh. someone's like grimoire and I saw like something was scratched out or like something right. was written in the margins, I'd be like, what? Oh my! Like right. it just seems it that act seems magical. Yeah. When when you take away whatever shit was going on in your head as the author of like, oh, I fucked up. Cause like to, when you look at it with fresh eyes, it's like, oh, what was that about? Like what happened? Like, like it seems real cool and magical. I'm like, that stuff's going to look awesome to them. Not knowing that you were just sitting there being like, oh, that's dumb. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right.
1: Yeah. It's the same way I would feel like if I found a book at at the library or somebody that, that somebody had written in or whatever, you just like, make up a whole story about that person that was reading that book before you yeah absolutely I- I i've that. totally done that yeah me too what else
2: you mentioned earlier about that you put like uh your stone like put things out like your cards out and mm-hmm. then so how do you feel about cleansing things like i i'm not great about cleansing things but Since- i think it was y'all that told me about that you don't always like Maybe sometimes you want to keep the energy. If sometimes some I
1: mean most of my stuff is only used by me, so I really don't feel the need to cleanse them. I think if I set them out on a on a full moon, it's really just because I want that the that moon energy on them. Yeah. It's not really about cleansing. They just feel they feel a little different after that. But like for the most part I don't cleanse things. Now, houses, yes. Uh but items, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would. Agree. I mean, I'm kind of of the uh, um, you don't want to kill all the good bacteria, like right. school of thought yeah. of that idea. Like if you over um, sanitize something, that you actually make it worse yeah. because you kill all like the good helpers. And that's kind right. of how I feel about like most objects or places or things right. like that. That like there's there's spirits or power that's already in there. Right. So if you just are trying to if you're trying to cleanse or banish where it's a clean slate, I feel like that's that's stripping some of the juju that you would actually want to use um so when i do like a cleansing or a banishing i'm trying to get i i specify that i want the things that are not invited or the things that are malevolent or counterproductive to go away not that i'm just trying to like wipe everything bleach it and have it be immaculate to start with like that's never my purpose when i'm trying to cleanse or, or ward or but i mean really i don't I put out a lot of do not fucking fuck with me energy. You do. Which is also going back to the original question, do you do magic like daily? And I was like, oh, I'm like doing it constantly. You're doing it constantly. I spent so much time cultivating a glamour that now it just seems part of like my daily routine. Right. And it's just on autopilot
1: like constantly. I am not, I do not do the same things you do, but I think I am constantly also either doing something unintentionally magical all the time like cooking I will like especially when I bake I put a symbol in each pie like on the crust which is witchy as fuck I mean but I'll do it just in making food for me and my husband I'll do certain things that I mean it could be different every time but I'm it's like it's part of how I live now but none of it's like OCD or real like I gotta count this thirteen times or I need thirteen grains of rice. You know, it's not it's not like that, but it's just it's the the feeling. I don't know. Speaking of wording how do you guys feel? Like I feel like this is
0: a very hot topic, like Ooh. on Facebook groups or Tumblr or blogs of people claiming that they need help because they are under magical attack. Uh. Okay. Like, either from spirits or from other magical people. I
1: don't know. They're I'll, like,
0: help you, help you guys. like. Eh.
1: So, okay. You I know what I don't, I'm talking about? I don't think it is out of the question. I think it's a lot rarer than... I, th- I think it cannot possibly be the only explanation for things. You know, like, if something is amiss, I don't necessarily think you can always attribute it to a spirit or a, like if, if shit feels bad, there's probably something going on inside you. I mean, I, I don't know how to be more yes. blunt about that. I would agree with that as well. But I also like, like I, but I don't, I don't know you and that could be a mischaracterization, but I really think that the level of people that feel like they are under magical attack, it, for me, magic doesn't work that way. Like for me, this is all like everything that is outside of me is, is natural. Like there are things that I can choose to interact with, but there are things that I don't think there are things out to malevolently interact with me. Now that's not to say no bad things happen to me. That's not true. But I think that those are not necessarily like signs or omens or magical things that happen. Like the guy that threw a fucking brick through our window. I mean, that wasn't like, that wasn't a, bad sign or an omen that was just a sadly mentally ill person that threw a brick through our window Uh, but then i warded the fuck out of the house with scarlet's help (laughs) because i didn't want another brick to come through the window no matter the circumstances but it wasn't like i wasn't protecting it from magical attack i was protecting it from like when humans attack so so I think that the level of people distressed about possibly having a bad entity or something going on in their house, like, I mean, I'm just going to say it, examine what is going on inside of you first to determine if you really think it's an outside force or is this just something that you may not want to look at and inside f- yourself.
2: Physical actions you have to take. Cause I, I think that's some, some things is like, I, it would have been easy to blame some like Y'all know from the po- on the podcast, I talked about it when I had to spend twenty thousand on plumbing yeah, because uh, the tree in front of my house grew into
1: my pipes. Yeah, that was the tree. That was all <laughs> all that tree,
2: and you know everything demon. was falling apart. Things yeah. were going awry. It just felt like, and then my dishwasher broke. My like tons of things broke all at the same time, and it felt like everything. And I, I was blaming the house and I, I thought like, and y'all kind of woke me up where I was like, I need to take action. Mm. I need to do something to help me love it. And I need to stop blaming it and I need to start looking at what actions I can take. And I, I did something both on the spiritual level and on the physical level. And I think that's the thing with like being attacked. Like sometimes it's easier to just think about something's doing this to you and not like the action that can be taken. Not to say that there might not be something. Right. I feel like so many times there's something that we can do on a physical level that will help on the magical level of where you are like spiritually and mentally, if there is something attacking you. I mean, it's kind of like with sicknesses, like sometimes there's people that really are sick and sometimes there's people that are hypochondriacs. There's both. And like, and sometimes you have to do something about
0: it and, I I don't know. yeah like, no I'm with
1: you. I agree.
0: I liked it's, what you said about like the the world around you is natural. like I think that the spiritual ecosystem is similar to the natural one whereas like animals and flora and fauna and other humans like most of them are generally ignoring you. yeah like, get over it like they don't and if if they are causing you trouble, like if you step on a snake and it bites you, you stepped on the snake. And it, it's not personal. Right. Or even even if you're camping and a snake gets into your tent or whatever, like it, it's not personal and it, it's kind of just a coincidence. Right, really, you're that, just in their path or Snakes whatever. be doing snake stuff <laughs> and you right. are near it and that, that's kind of a, a, an outcome of that interaction and you can take steps to keep that from happening to you or even magical steps to reach out to that entity but in general, I think most most spiritual things out in the universe are kind of just unaware of you. Yeah, they're not in necessarily general trying to like and it, start and if, some shit with you. And if they do attack you, it's probably more like just because you're in their way or freaking them out. Now, I mean in, in the real world also there's I mean, there's malevolent humans. Sure. There are people that will antagonize you because they get pleasure from making other people uncomfortable. Right. That's a real thing. Yeah. There are people that are, are malicious and it's not personal. They're not doing it to you because you did something to now they might have. They might have. Yeah. Yeah. Step one, did you do something to to draw their wrath? Their right. Um, even if they're overreacting. or
1: are you interacting with a person that has an illness i mean that is also a thing
0: yeah also and then you know question three i guess is, is can you can you get away from this person right like can you limit your interaction with them right can you just ignore them back can you like like everything else like most things in the universe can you just start ignoring them right if that's an option now if it's someone you work with or someone in your family then now we're in the realm of like there's there's some kind of personal relationship there and it needs to be addressed. So if you're going to make that analogous to spiritual attack of like some kind of entity is malicious and is trying to harm you on purpose, well, I think the same rules apply. Like, Can you did, get away did you from do it? something yeah. to to cause it to feel that way? Not that its actions are justified, but why why is this happening? Why right. did it choose you? It's not just going to randomly... If it, if something is actually like trying to to do something bad to you, like how did you get in its way or what did you do? Can you undo that? If not, step two. Like why why is why can you not get away from it? What is the personal connection there? Right. You know, like if it were a human, it's like well they're they're in my workplace and I can't just quit my job, or like they're a family member and I can't just stop seeing them at family functions. Right. So then it's like, well then, so so now you're in the realm of, I need help because there is a magical entity that is trying to harm me and I cannot sever that connection on my own. But I think that that's really, really rare. Like you said, like I think that most things out in the world are, and I also think that obsessing over this, something antagonizing you or this martyr syndrome, if something is genuinely doing this to you, it's probably exacerbating the problem in my opinion you mean it, right right like, if you if you were like very vocally being like oh my god i'm under attack this seems like blah, blah blah like if it wasn't real before you're feeding you are you're making it real now right and yeah i always go back to like when i was a kid and i was like really into like ghost stories and poltergeists like um one of the dominant theories of poltergeist activity is that it's usually like there's usually a teenager in the house that is like either just hormonally bajigity mm. or like having conflict with the parents or whatever. And actually the activity is being subconsciously generated by Said. them. Yeah. So I, I think also a lot of um, negative or destructive actions that are around you are just this. If you're the witch, first of all, if you're that great of a witch, why is stuff attacking you? Like, <laughs> I mean, hot take. I mean, if stuff's bothering you all the time. Like level up. Second of all, like <laughs> if if it's bothering you, like like it might if you're the witch and your house is doing stuff or spirits around you are doing stuff or animals or people, like they might be acting out what is going on with you right If, if you are acting anxious or angry or frustrated or disturbed or you know, whatever emotion people, animals, plants, spiritual things are going to pick up on it. Yes. And if they have to interact with you, they're going to respond. So you're basically manifesting. That's yes, what I that said, energy. like you
1: have to, like if you're really feeling like you are under attack from a spiritual entity, look inside yourself first. That's like step one. Yes, definitely. Step one, like look at your own shit. I mean, I know it's not fun and it's not a good time, but it's, it's fucking necessary because part of being a witch to me is is listening to your intuition and listening to, like, the deepest inner part of yourself, not to sound dirty. But, like, just, like, all the shitty things that you don't want to look at, you are forced to look at them. Because that's what's happened. I mean, everything that's inside of you is going to come out in one way or another. So, right. Yeah, I just, uh, to, I don't know, to kind of end on spiritual entities attacking you just you gotta do some real research there and i don't mean book research <laughs> like get real with yourself yeah like really really answer- yeah hot take probably not yeah i mean that's my but again it's like
0: kind of a disappointing answer for or like a witchy podcast but like it's probably as someone not. who believes in witchy woo yeah. spiritual stuff I don't really think that that
1: stuff is that common. No. And I've never felt. And I mean, like I said, this doesn't mean like, like you just like, it's like, it's like being the kind of person where like, maybe like you don't, you can't see that you're at fault in something like maybe you fucked up at work or whatever. And you point to another person to say, well, if this guy would have just given me this thing on time, well, that may be true, but like, you can't just blame other outside forces for your possibly own fucked up shit. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that, am I on the right path? Which yeah. isn't
0: to say that if there is a malevolent person or entity that is being mean to you, particularly humans. I mean, right. I think it's way more common with, like, other humans. humans that are being abusive or shitty or malicious. That doesn't mean that you invited it or it's your fault that that's happening no. to you. No, But it also means that like th- that they have have summed you up as a target right which isn't fair or right that doesn't mean that they get to just do whatever they want but there. hopefully there are actions you can take to make that a lot less of an appealing option for them right and once again just because someone can do something doesn't mean that they should. Right. And because that they because they are trying to do it, that it's your fault. Absolutely not. However, I mean, once you realize that that's happening, um, you know, there hopefully there are steps where you can reach out to other people. I mean, it obviously in a theoretical sense, and especially when you're talking about other humans, it's like real easy to be like, well, just get away from that person. Like, obviously, it's not always. No. The, yeah.
1: We all don't think that. Spiritual beings are trying to attack you. They're probably not. Just look at your own shit. Also,
0: I don't really think that there are that many people that are
1: trying to magically harm you. Oh, God, no. What? Yeah. Well, you have like a other lot humans? Of, unless you have a lot of enemies, but... I mean, are there other... like I don't know. Is that a thing? Like Is I, it? I, I
0: see it a lot on the internet of people being like, oh, yeah, well, these people are, are magically attacking me. And wow. it's like, one... Do you really think that this human is that powerful?
1: Because if they are, they sound pretty rad. Second of all, like, I mean, I mean, we're not sitting around trying to plot how our enemy, you know, like, I, I've only, I don't like the only person I've ever like done a binary and like was
2: a fucking rapist. Like, right. Not like not just like some homegirl that like pissed me off one day. I'm not going to be like hexing no. some.
1: I think, yeah, that seems ridiculous. Yeah. I don't I, know.
2: I mean, maybe there's more toxic communities. I don't like, know. Like, the people that yeah. I am
1: magically attacking are not going around saying, there's somebody trying to magically attack me. That's my deal. It's like, the people that I am, if I am magically attacking anyone, should be in They nail. don't even fucking know that I am a witch. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and it's just like, if you're throwing negative emotions at someone, like if like, so... Presumably, if someone's magically attacking you, it's because they're jealous of you or whatever. But like a non-magical person just merely being jealous of you and everything like is only harmful if like you are are letting it get to you, you know? Right. Because if you're like, Ha-ha, this dumb, dumb trick is jealous of me. It mm. actually ends up harming them because they're the ones that are expending the emotional and or magical currency. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it well it's also just like they tend to be causing more harm to the like obsessive behavior like that if you were really actively cursing somebody or even not magically but just like obsessively thinking negative thoughts about somebody like that's obviously more exhausting and oh, time yeah. consuming and, and damaging to the person doing it nope. than the target of it that's usually.
1: a fact. i can say that from experience i had this one woman that i worked with for nine years and Oh, my God. She was terrible. I mean, she was horrible. And I expended way more energy, like, hating her and figuring out how much more miserable my life could be, you know, seeing her the next day. Like, it was that was exhausting for me. And I, you know, I I don't think I tried to magically attack her. I probably should have. But I mean, like, it was exhausting. And she was not giving a fuck. So, yeah. I don't know. What else? Yeah, we're at an hour.
0: Well, kind of same tune. Um a few years ago at Pantheacon, um Lily went to a, a seminar about like magical like wording for rituals and stuff, which is right. like pretty traditional in, in terms of like kind of Golden Dawn style Wicca
1: like circle yeah, casting where you put and
0: watchtowers and everything, which no. I don't really think is necessary, but some people do. But there was a big it became like a real like trendy topic of conversation about like with group rituals and things of of really needing to have like people set aside as warders because like people in the audience or other other group members could like have a, a thing a bad thing happen to them. Okay, that's and they were like really really like you have to do this, and mm-hmm. it's not that it's like a bad idea, but I just felt like the tone was very much like hey all this witchy stuff is cool but like also like, it's you dangerous. can't just do it whenever you want oh. Like, it's it's basically trying to be like it's i want to only- tell you about all the cool stuff i do but i also want to make it sound like kind of hard and sp- and like dangerous so that
1: like you don't you're interested really. but you don't
0: want it like you don't feel like you could just do it yeah i don't like that i'm not a fan of that vibe i don't like that and then also like this chick was so we were talking about this and this girl behind us was like i actually know one of the people that did that workshop and it's because they did this ritual one time and like it wasn't really boarded and this person that was there went insane okay and i was like is that a a medical diagnosis they went insane Insane. like what what do you mean and she was like well i I don't know. It was bad. Like they went insane, and I was like, w- mm. "What? What does that mean? Like they suddenly acquired bipolar disorder? They were having schizophrenic? They had like, like an amnesic the fugue? And... Yeah. They like like they down. had to like leave work? Like what, what actually happened? Like are they like under medical? Care? Like what do you mean?
1: Yeah. That's... Like
0: that doesn't. I'm. I'm skeptical really i'm skeptical of how like i mean i'm not saying that it's impossible but it sounds like what you're telling me is not any kind of psychiatric diagnosis and you're right. not telling me any information of like they went insane and cps took their kids or like they had lost their job because like they couldn't deal with getting to work or like you know like th- things happened like actual things that ruined
1: their life um I, I don't know. I think warding has its place. I do I feel the need to do it all the fucking time? No. But I think like like you said, you walk around with a lot of don't fuck with me energy already. I think Yeah, maybe I'm I'm just I'm like I think that like you're naturally warded 100% of the time. I, as a as a person that's a little more empathic, I um don't feel the need to have some sort of magical guard up all the time, but I am careful in public places. I probably don't do something... I don't do something uh consciously. But I think, you know, just like you would be... Just like we're women. Like, you fucking... You have your guard up a little when you're out and about doing things. You know, when I walk in the morning, I mean, I make sure that I can fucking get to that pepper spray real easy. Because there's not anybody else out at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just... uh it's how you present yourself and how you want to you know how you want to interact with the world around you like i don't i think if you feel like you need to be a 100% of the time there's a piece of you that people aren't ever going to see yeah do you, you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean i totally agree with that and i also just feel like the context in which this topic keeps coming up is in doing like public rituals so hmm. it's kind of like Oh yeah, like we're really cool and rad for offering all these public rituals, and we want you to think we're cool. But oh wait, if you tried to do your own, there's all this stuff that like, you, I mean, you just can't go like so, do like, it.
1: They're basically saying don't try this at home.
0: Yeah, well it's basically like we're they're trying to be the gatekeepers of like yeah. this thing. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it
2: wasn't I, like they were like, just make sure you do
0: this. Here you go. They're just basically like, we'll ward this for you. Well, I mean, I think that thing. the premise of it was like, well, I mean, if you want to try to do the things we do, I mean, we, we need ahead, to explain to you how yeah. to do it right
1: or whatever. That's mm, OK. Which, I'm I mean, right.
0: I, I'm not I'm not against that on its face, except when it's in the attitude of like, I'm trying to make this sound more complicated or or dangerous or whatever than it probably I mean I don't know it just it that attitude left a bad taste in my mouth sure. on top of the fact that like I was reading a lot of blogs from like spirit workers like people that were specifically um like describing themselves as like a priest or priestess of a pantheon or a specific deity or that do oracular work for the public and like do trance work or um do like soul retriever or anything where um they're undergoing some kind of like spiritual interaction on another plane regularly with the public with. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that all sounds like pretty cool and rad to us. And, but then they are also like constantly like, yeah, I just, I have to give up so much. Like I have to make all these sacrifices and you know, like when I don't do these things, like the spirits, like, you know are, are mad like they get they're very demanding and Whoa. you know I, I have to give up so much to do this and i'm like well, really like fun. i mean that might be true but like more than like being a parent more than being like financially solvent that's weird more than like getting over a serious illness like more than dealing with like not having like not being like fully bodily able like more than like not being like but i feel like that's a i mean I mean like any adult shit is gonna be like oh it's a burden like i can't do all the things i want to do all the time because i have these responsibilities but I'm, i feel like,
1: like that's i mean i don't know wow this is real off the rails now but like i feel like that's a construct if you're saying that your spiritual work is demanding a lot from you and this you know the spirits only like it when you do things a certain way come on think you have to sacrifice so i mean that just seems real weird is that <laughs> just me i mean i feel like it's I,
2: like i mean i i i'm also the like new to the the on this witchy path but i i don't feel like i should feel that way about my right. spirituality like if i i I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like it should be a burden, like your spiritual or not
0: like a burden where you're complaining about it on the internet, in the tone of, like, look how hardcore I am. I'm putting up with all this shit, and once again being like, oh yeah, you want to read my blog about my like spiritual practice. And I want to tell you about it, but I also don't really want you to think that you could just go do it. Right. That seems real shitty. I don't
1: know. I'm not a fan.
0: I mean, I think that all, all things about being a functional adult and also all things about being spiritual can be really hard, can be sure. really difficult. I don't think that, you know, to, to make it sound like it's inconvenient is really how you should approach your spirituality. Or like being like... Yeah, that sounds like being or, a Christian. Or being like, look how, <laughs> look how much I'm sacrificing... Like, if you have to be telling other people about it, I kind of feel like there's already a problem. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like, one, just being an adult, but also like spiritual practices that cause you to like really look at yourself and can be painful sure. or...
1: or or scary, or time-consuming, or... But all we do on this show is talk about how rad the afterproduct of that is. Yeah. Which is what we totally subscribe to. I mean, yes, all of that shit is hard, but it's not, like, a sacrifice, and it's not, like, any deity or anything that I work with would be like, well, you didn't put that candle in the right place today, so... (laughs) I mean, that's just not a thing. That pisses me off. Or, like, I like I mean, to me, that just smacks of, like organized religion and catholicism or whatever like oh fucking put the put the book in a certain place every single day do this fucking do the mass in a in a certain way every day like the repetitiveness is the thing that's soothing but i don't think that's the thing like if you fuck up one thing i don't think that's the thing that upsets the gods you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. is that even what we're talking about anymore i mean <laughs> so yeah <off> the <laughs> no but it kind of is yeah like like that's not the way my shit works let's put it that way if it is the way your shit works and it works for you and you're happy doing it by all means do it but if you are unhappy and you think you're like it's a burden and you're sacrificing i would say re-examine that shit because it doesn't sound like you're really it's like doesn't sound like a harmonious relationship to me yes i would say that that's pretty good like life advice
0: true that (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, there's stuff that's hard that's a burden or inconvenient or beat down and like either it's worth it for the outcome and then you just kind of have to accept it or it's not a thing that you can control that's being placed upon you and maybe you do have a legitimate right to be outraged by it. Um, In which case, I mean, that sounds like that's something that's being put upon you, you know, like you're being like, yeah, it really sucks that I have to work three jobs because McDonald's won't pay a living wage. Yeah, that's outrageous and shitty. Yes. So that sucks, but that's I mean that and you're rightfully should be outraged. Everyone should be outraged by that, but like yes. but that's also that's the tone that I feel like people are taking with the when they're talking about their spiritual practice. And I'm like, that is not
1: the same level of burden whatsoever. That seems like a bummer too. Like I wouldn't want a spiritual practice that was like that. And also, like, I don't want to exclude people. Like, I am not about telling you how hard it is and how you can't really fucking do this. You can totally do everything that I do because what I do is totally just made the fuck up. I mean, you know, yeah. like, you can you I can mean, listen don't listen to other people yeah, do you whatever do you it, want
2: if you want to do it by the book do it by the book right or if you want to wing it wing it like hmm. that's how witchcraft
1: should be do whatever it's you want it's just
2: your path
1: <laughs> i thought you were gonna say crab in your pants
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you can do that
1: i mean i don't know you could it might not be very magical though
2: I feel like crafting your path is much more <laughs> magical.
1: Crafting your path sounds really nice. I'm sorry, that was very beautiful. <laughs>
0: Any final hot
1: takes? Oh, hot takes. Uh, we, okay?
0: Oh,
2: I can tell you about uh if you want to know what to end on. So I got a new pupper's, yeah, uh, new puppy dog. Oh yeah, tell this us about your good. dogs
0: and knives. Yeah, yes. so, so
2: good. uh, I, I adopted a or from a rescue group a German Shepherd. She's adorable. And uh, she is interesting because uh, apparently she likes knives. So mm-hmm. I, I was working and I heard a weird noise and I have a knife collection that's uh, one, like one's made of bone. It has a coyote jawbone and obsidian blade. And I walk out and at the end of the dark hallway is my German Shepherd just sitting there in the dark hallway staring at me with this coyote jawbone knife in her mouth. Just staring at me at the end of the hallway so it creepy magical as fuck but very terrifying
1: did she look happy she looked
2: serious
1: Ooh. she was just
2: like staring seriously like not angry just like like about to do a fucking ritual or something i don't know but did you tell them
1: the best part that they she got the knife off of the altar without yes like, touching she, anything else
2: so i had it in the back of my altar Like there's all sorts of stones, like there's all sorts of things piled. I I finally rearranged it because to get away from the doggies, but I had it where she would have had to reach around somehow. And I don't know how she did it without knocking anything off. There were bones, there were like stones and I would have heard those crashing. Nothing was moved. Mm. And somehow she got the knife and just was sitting in the hallway with it. So she's definitely my dog because she also got into the lavender cookies that Scarlett gave me. (laughs) So she loves lavender. She loves coffee and she loves knives. So she's definitely my dog. Good dog. Yeah. So Mm.
1: I think it's pretty rad. Good girl. Good girl.
2: Yeah. So I have a
0: witchy dog, apparently. Yes, you do. Yeah. Well, keep the knives away from your animals, you guys. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Stay, stay or have uh. them
1: help you with your ritual, maybe. Yeah, yeah. they can probably. Yeah, it won't be a burden for them. Let them do it. All On right. that note, everybody, hocus, hocus, hocus pocus, pocus, bitches. bitches.